Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want to invite you to turn to Psalm 139, as well as Psalm 51. Psalm 139 and Psalm 51. I don't know if I've ever been in a series of services quite like I have been in in the last few weeks, month or so at Christ Fellowship Church. The Lord spoke to my heart a few weeks ago prior to the beginning of the year and he gave me the word surge. And I feel that we are experiencing that at this moment. This is the definition of surge. I want you to take a picture of this on the screen. It says a sudden powerful forward or upward movement, especially by a crowd or a natural force as the waves are tied. A sudden large increase, typically a brief one that happens during otherwise stable, quiescent period, a sudden marked increase in voltage or current in an electric circuit. A major deployment of military forces to reinforce those already in a particular area. I had this sent to me the other day, and it's just, I believe, what the Lord is doing in a way. I would just want you to take a look at the screen, if you will. This is what's happening at Christ Fellowship Church right, right here. There is this surge, and there is a... I just feel in my spirit that this is what is happening in our church and the North Georgia revival. Not because we have church or we do church a particular way, but I believe it is due to the hunger and thirst and pursuit of God's people for all that he is and all that he wants to do. I have witnessed our prayer times, our ministry and prayer intensify. More and more people are gathering together to go after his heart. And it seems that we're living in an open heaven in this season. And I... Pray that it never, ever, ever changes. Can I get a witness in this house this morning? This is kind of what we're living in. I just, uh, I don't know. I think pictures say a lot. Of, uh, say a lot. I, 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 this is what I think that 
that, that, we're, that we're living in right here. That as Ezekiel talks about that there is a river that some of us want to tread out in and it's ankle deep. Then there's knee deep, then there's waist deep, and then it's literally over your head. I long to have such a deluge of the glory and the power of God that we have to learn how to breathe underwater. That every facet of our lives are underwater. Everywhere that we look, as catastrophic as this is and horrific as it is, it illustrates the point that we are living in the fulfillment of the search. A couple of months ago, I was talking to Bishop Lance Johnson, and he and I were on the phone, and the presence of the Lord just seemed to be listening in and leaning into the conversation. The Bible talks about in Malachi, at the end of the book, after the Lord gave them some strong directives, that there was a gathering of people, and they began to talk to one another. And then the Bible says, and the Lord listened to their conversation. I feel that when he and I were talking on the phone, it was as if the Lord was leaning into the conversation, saying nothing, but only listening. I heard Bishop Lance Johnson with tears in his eyes, as you could tell, his voice was cracking as we were communicating. And he said, Todd, he says, I just want to die more. I just want to die more. And I said, Bishop, the heart, the cry of my heart is to be drained. To the all that is left. His emptiness so that he could fill it to the brim. I don't want ice chips in my soul. You may order a large, but you're only getting a small amount because they fill the cup with so much ice. It may look large. You may pay for the large. But if you remove the ice chip, and all that remains probably a third or a half of what you desired. I want the Lord to remove all the ice chips out of my life so that there is more capacity for the Lord to fill me and to do. I want to show you a picture on the screen that, again, is horrific, and I don't mean to cause anybody to have any harm or to think about what happened during these horrific storms. You know that hurricanes move in a counterclockwise direction. When I said, Lord, I want to be drained, I had no idea what I would personally walk through during the draining process. 
on the right side of a hurricane, there is a swirl that is thrusting water, rain, onto the shore as it is counterclockwise. Do you see what I'm saying? So everyone on the top right, one o'clock side, two o'clock side, if you will, they're experiencing an incredible amount of water. On the left side, as those 100, 120, 150 mile an hour winds circle back around to the 11 o'clock and 10 o'clock and nine o'clock side, what brings rain on this side reverses those 120 to 150 mile an hour winds in the opposite direction. Instead of being a surge of water, there is what they call a negative surge, a storm surge, a negative one. The things that worked in favor on the right side in this metaphor, if you will, an example of increase the same storm can bring decrease. And I have found myself, and I don't know if anyone in this room can relate to that. Sometimes I'm on the right side. And sometimes I'm on the left side. And you must understand seasons and timings of moves of God because they're not always the one o'clock experience, sometimes there's the 10 o'clock experience or the eight o'clock experience or the seven o'clock experience or the six, you're in the twixt of the two. Oftentimes people love church when it's the one o'clock surge and question that they made the right move at the seven o'clock search. The positive, the negative. Positive, negative. If you're in any type of move of God whatsoever, there will be both. And you have to understand the times, the season, and the movement. You may be at seven o'clock experiencing the negative surge and your spouse is experiencing the one o'clock. You may not want to do anything because you're at the eight o'clock and your spouse wants to be engaged in everything. And so there's conflict. This is a result, again, of the positive. The storm surge that we love. But here's a picture of where hours earlier this bay was filled with water. Knee deep, five feet, six feet, eight feet deep. Another portrait. And then another. When Hurricane Ian hit Tampa Bay, the meteorologists warned them 
because people were walking out into the bay. Taking selfies, pictures, portraits, wondering what phenomena just happened. Hours earlier, there were sailboats, boats, etc., all out there. You could swim in, snorkel in, whatever you wanted to do. But because of the negative surge, it drained all the water out of the bay. They're sending out these alerts. Do not walk out into the bay because water is returning. If you find yourself at the 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock negative surge, I want you to hear this preacher say to you, the water's returning. And it is usually in these barren times that we want to make significant moves. Did I hear God? Did I miss God? And so you will find yourself jumping from surge to surge to surge to surge. And you live your life with a floaty mentality. Swimmies. I just got to go where there's a move while you're in the middle of a move because you're in the sevens, well, it's not meeting my needs. I don't feel the same. So I will find where he's moving in a way that I like, and I pick up and move there. But listen to me. No matter how great that is, there will be surges and negative surges in every movement. Come on, let's give him glory. Now, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm pastoring you right now. I want you to feel, I'm going, I'm going to a particular place today. So understand, while you're, you know, your, your senior leadership of our church, our elders, our pastors, our executive staff, we may be in the negative while the church is in a positive. We may be struggling with issues and flesh and temptations. God, where are you? I've not sensed you in a while. And yet we're seeing miracle after miracle after miracle. So we have to judge the seasons and the times and to be mature enough to understand that the water's going to return and make no significant moves and changes while the water is out of the bay, personally. Now, your pastor may be in a one o'clock and half the congregation in the seven o'clock. And you get angry because I'm at the one and want you to jump in and you're saying, dear God, I'm parched. There's no water. So as I am... You are patient with me in the drought. I have to learn how to be patient with you in the drought. But also I have to learn how to rejoice when you're at the one o'clock and you have to rejoice with me at the one o'clock. Because we all live in different locations spiritually and the journey for us is different, all of us. 
Even though we're moving together, we all are we all populating the same area that is being hit by the surge, but just know that not all of us are at the two or one o'clock enjoying swimming deep in waters. Some of us are just like, dear Lord, I've never seen that before. So when I said, Lord, drain me, it was like the drought that hit this area a few years ago. And I love Lake Lanier. I think it's one of the most beautiful lakes in our nation. I love uh, driving over the bridges. I, I love to be on the water from time to time. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful, peaceful, well-kept, manicured um, living space throughout North Georgia. But it hit a drought a few years ago. It kind of got drained. And they discovered some things. This is a racetrack. The bleachers for a racetrack that they decided, the Corps of Engineers, to fill this thousands of acres <laughs> with water and whatever was in the way just got covered up. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now, when, you're, when there's plenty of water, you don't know what's underneath. And as long as there's always plenty of water, you enjoy the water and don't have to deal with what's underneath. There are automobiles that your boat flies over, that you ski over. And as long as there's plenty of water, none of us get scared. None of us worry. Out of sight, out of mind, full pool, enjoying everything that there is to enjoy. But when the drought happens, there are things that surface you didn't know that was there that now has to be dealt with. When I said, Lord, I want to be drained. I want to drain myself. I want, Lord, things in me that I am unaware of. Things in me, Lord, that is taking up space, that's impeding, taking up volume, so that I'm unable to house more of you and more of your glory. God, I want to be able to look into my heart and things that I'm not even aware of in the swirl of the surge of God. My heart, Lord, is more of you. I've gone through a process of finding some ugly things. 
some significant areas that I had thought that I had already dealt with. I had already massacred. Already thought I was mature enough beyond that. But I found myself coming to the realization that in my heart that there were things that I thought were well, but God says they're not. So while many of you have been in the surge of the one o'clock, some of us have been at the seven o'clock. But the seven o'clock is necessary so that the one o'clock the next time has more capacity. All right, stand to your feet, I'm done. David said this, search me, oh God, and know me. And see if there is any wicked thing in me. Psalm, one, Psalm 51, create in me, O God, a clean heart. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. That is the cry of our heart. This heart will never be perfect. It will never say all the right things. It will never respond all the correct ways. It will never defeat every temptation because this is a heart of flesh. But its desire is. Its desire is to overcome and to be more yielded today than it was yesterday. In revival, there must be grace given and grace received. Not, alone, not only from the Father above, but to each other. For you just don't know where they are on the clock. Lord, drain me. Search me. Show me the tires, the underwater cars. Expose it to my heart privately so I will not embarrass you publicly. Very subtle, very simple today. That registers with your heart. As we're experiencing the deluge, the surge of his spirit, will you join me at this altar for a few moments? Death and dying.
draining. Would you come? of my heart the cry of our heart as a church, oh God, to never pull away from you. Oh God, I need you. Lord, we need you. Come to your house. Send the hill of the Lord with a pure heart and clean hands. Just you. Just you and you alone, God. Is all my heart desires for your people. Thank you. 
Thank you, Lord. All right, stand up. So, Lord, I bless your people. Thank you, Lord, for the creating of a new heart in all of us. We'll not run from the process. We will not run. We will declutter. We will de-ice our vessels, oh God. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. All right, church, now look at me. These are sweet days. Don't miss tonight. Anything in the world. He's here. He's among us. I love you. All right, now I get credit. Y'all know that. I get credit today. This is a world record. One hour and 20 minutes. I get credit. Amen. All right. I love y'all. Y'all are the best in the world. I'll see you tonight. All right. <laughs>